Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, May the 1st. It's May Day. We are coming to you from our homes across southwest Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today on the show, I've got... Dakota. Dustin. Caleb. And we are just a bunch of fans, artists, creators, and critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. And Lord knows whatever it's going to be because April has been a long fucking month. So I have I have not gonna speak for what whatever becomes out of this podcast. But we do have a good show for you this week. We've got some big plans going into May and throughout the whole summer. And we wanted to share some of those uh, as well as ways to stay connected to all the stuff we got coming up on this episode. But before we jump into all that, before we talk headlines, because we do have a few of those, I know we just had our Power Rangers episode out on Wednesday. Thanks, Dakota, for leading that. Um, but that was actually recorded a few weeks ago. Uh, so it's been a while since we've all been on the line together. It's been a couple of weeks. What has everybody been up to? What have you been watching, playing, reading, doing, collecting, blowing your money on, Dustin, uh, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks? Um. Well, I mean, when we last recorded, we said uh, we asked if I was going to beat Final Fantasy VII remake before the next recording, and I did beat it. So, yay! It's awesome. It was really nice. good. Um, did they do the ending uh, right? Does it feel like? Does it feel well, like a satisfying ending? I know. I mean, knowing you know spoilers, knowing where the story ends versus where what's coming next and stuff. Does it feel satisfying at all? Or it did to me, but I've, I've seen a lot of complaints because. Uh, Nomura, the guy who did Kingdom Hearts, ha- uh, had a pretty heavy hand in the Seven remake. Right, and and that guy's got a boner for Destiny, <laughs> like the concept of Destiny. Right, and so he like kind of shoehorned all this Destiny crap in right at the last second of the story, and it feels like they could either lean on it to change the story later on, which would piss people off, or it seems like when they write themselves into a corner, they can just explain it away with that Destiny hitch. <laughs> So I, I'm, it's not bad. It's just, I'm, it just kind of worries me where they're going to go with it. So are you talking the the bungee destiny? No, like the the term destiny. Okay, like okay. The concept of destiny. Okay, gotcha. I like because Kingdom Hearts is like the most convoluted fucking story in the world. <laughs> yeah. And and Nomura was in charge of all of that, and he's had a lot to do with Seven remake. So he kind of shoehorned all this destiny crap into that too, and it makes me a little nervous. Yeah, but it's good. It's it's it was enjoyable all the way through. So, I've I've still got I have not had a chance to play it much. I'm still stuck in whatever the fuck it is Barter Town, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. I, I've got I've still got to get my dress and get my wig and get all cross dressing and stuff. So that's fair. I've got a ways to go still. How about you, Dustin? Oh, yeah. What do you, what Dustin? What have you been blowing your money on over the last couple of weeks? <laughs> um, well, I picked up this new collecting habit. Um collecting these limited edition vinyls that I'm finding online. Uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. But they're not they're not gonna be played. But that's the that's the catch. What makes them uh, special? Well um well the vinyls themselves they have like splatter on them so they're specially like colored for like the art of the actual album okay. um, but but whenever i actually like i'm actually going to play some of them but not the ones that i'm collecting right now 
um, I'm going to buy like just plain black ones so I can actually play those albums. Right. But I do, I do like, I'm not collecting them, those specific ones just because I'm like, oh, the vinyl's cool. I'm collecting them because I actually like really like the artist. Right. And really yeah. like that music. Yeah. Like I said on your Facebook page, I, the, the guy, which your friend told me who it was, but I can't remember. Um, the guy that does the artwork for Dance Gavin Dances albums is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Matthias. Yeah. Um, but he said he didn't think it was the same guy. Was that a poster or a frame picture that you posted? Um, it's a postcard. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That's cool. But it looks um, really, I like that art. But yeah, I thought it was like a, I thought it was a really cool gesture because I pre ordered their album. Um, cause they posted a couple of days ago. They're like, if you pre-ordered our album or like downloaded it, um, to your phone, send us an email, uh, confirming that and we'll send you like a special gift. So I'm assuming that's probably what it was. And it's kind of a cool gesture. It's small, but pretty cool gesture that they're like, they're thinking of the people who are actually supporting them at the, in these times right now. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I've been watching, just checking out the, the cool art and designs of the vinyl and stuff so yeah it's it's pretty cool yeah i mean and a lot of them that i am collecting um as you see they're the same color as the album itself so it kind of kind of blends in perfectly with it yeah that's cool yeah kenny what have you been up to i'll just real quick i've got a couple of like i've got the kiss albums where they have the uh, album covers on the album and i've got like a rob zombie one that has some of his art on it and a couple different ones like that so i get i get why you dig them yet I, I was very excited to find the ones i found so yeah i just i just like them for aesthetic wise okay. Ooh. <laughs> what uh what did you guys order there through the drive-thru <laughs> sorry <laughs> I didn't have the mute button act handy, but my daughter was blowing the fucking recorder in, in the living room as loud as possible. Well, you know, music lessons. Yeah, they still got to learn. Yeah, like, I was like texting my wife, like, shut her up, shut her up. And she wasn't responding. Awesome. We'll get her to play a concert for us one of these weeks. Yeah. So, Kenny, what have you been up to? What have you been doing in the last couple of weeks? Um, I've been going through the garage and kind of cleaning that up and looking at what I need to get rid of. And then I found some old action figures and stuff and I've been cleaning those up. And then I've been, I've been watching the, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah. I finally started that and man, I am absolutely loving that. I feel bad for not watching. I watched them, you know, off and on here and there when Odin was little, but right. Not all, not consistently for whatever reason, but so I'm watching them now, man. I just I love them. Are you to this finale then? Because they've they've they were setting up like like even the introductions, like the episodes all start the same and it's all whatever. But then I guess the last four episodes, these last four episodes that they are doing, um, it's the end of the series, so they're finishing it up but even like the introduction is different it's more cinematic it more it fits the movies more they're starting to do things you're like oh shit that's from this movie it's like they're they're bringing it all to a close they are you know putting the the final stamp on the whole clone wars piece and i've been digging it uh, yeah odin has come out he's been kind of 
progress. You know, what, where are you at? Where are you at? And I'm, I'm at season four. I'm about halfway through season four right now. And, uh, you know, there, I'm noticing the differences in even the opening of like season four is completely different and some right. other things and just little characters that they give you, you know, uh, they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, and this is so-and-so when they were younger and blah, 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 this, and that and you're like, Oh, this is great. But he's, he filled me in on what the last season was. And he's like, you're going to love it. Oh yeah. This last season has been great. I mean, the first, you know, there's 12 episodes. The first eight were like, yeah, you know, okay, sure. Whatever. It feels like clone wars. They're kind of easing you back into it, but Holy shit. You get to like nine and 10 and then 11 comes out now. And then 12, the whole finale, the whole series finale is on uh, Monday on uh, star Wars day, May 4th. So um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be a, a wild wrap up to that. Uh, the way I'm loving it, I'll I'll be there by that time. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, very <laughs> cool. Uh, Kenny, I have two takeaways for Kenny, real fast. Um, it's awesome that your son's name is Odin. <laughs> and and the secondly, uh, no, I didn't know that. And secondly, uh, Barbies aren't action figures. Just a heads up. <laughs> Depends on what kind of action you're doing with Barbie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, I guess I wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie's getting but, some action. But, yeah, first, Odin, first time I've heard about that. When we were trying to think of a name for uh, Odin, we wanted something different. And, like, I'm huge into Viking and Norse mythology and stuff like that. And I ran that past the wife, and she loved it. And so, and everybody else loves it too. So, yeah, I, uh, also a big Norse mythology fan. So, that's super cool. Right on. Cool. Well, let us yeah. know. I know you guys out there listening have been watching, reading, listening to, doing things during this whole shelter at home. And a lot of that's starting to wrap up. It looks like in the next uh, couple of weeks, people are going to start trying to get out of their houses a little more, trying to find some kind of new normal. But let us know what you've been doing. Just, you know, some, I know they, the schools have been telling the kids, hey, you know, put together a journal or a diary of this because this is like history. You know, you can look back on this later on. So let us know what you've been doing. Uh, you can give us a phone call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. It can be a review of what you've watched. You know, maybe you dug the whole, you know, Trolls World Tour, or maybe you've done something else. You've, you've finished a video game that you've been putting off for years because you finally had time. Maybe you sat down and, you know, Tiger Kinged out a weekend, whatever the case might be. Call and let us know what you've been up to, what you've been doing. Uh, we would love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Again, that hotline number, it's toll-free. It's 417-986-7842, and we'll try to work you into an upcoming episode. Moving on, we've got stories, guys. Here's some stories we've been watching this week. After bungling this year's WWE 2K20 game, video game, developer 2K Games is ditching the more photorealistic approach. You know, they've been trying to working towards, hey, you won't even be able to tell when you're watching TV versus playing a game. They're going to scrap yeah. that because they fucked that up so hard. They are going all in with these cartoonish. It looks like a fucking action figure over the top, 
mayhem with this fall's WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out the trailer for this, but holy shit. There's like there's a scene where like I think it's The Rock and John Cena are, you know, their little action figures are fighting and like The Rock uppercuts John Cena out of the ring into like an alligator's mouth and shit. It's totally <laughs> oh, totally wow. fucking ridiculous, but I guess I guess like a, Mortal Kombat. It's it's like that, but it's not. It's like it literally looks like action figures. I want to say there were some action figures that were like, I don't know, like two inches tall, and they were like real blocky looking and kind of squirrely. Um, and it kind of reminds me of those. And I mean, like, you know, you've got like, there's a shot in the trailer of Becky Lynch, like her hands are on fire as she's like doing moves and shit. It just, it's, it looks absolutely ridiculous. But I guess if you've, if you've just screwed the pooch so hard the other direction, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do a complete 180 and make this just as goofy as we could possibly make it look. Oh, it sounds yeah, so I mean, Steer into the skin, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly what they're doing. They let the people from Robot Chicken start making stuff. It kind of <laughs> looks like it, yeah. <laughs> this week, the BBC announced a new 12-week multi-platform Doctor Who event entitled Doctor Who Time Lord Victorious. Do we have any other Doctor Who fans here besides me? Me. Okay, good. But uh, I'm behind. I'm, that's I haven't right. seen the last couple of seasons that's okay you won't need it for this this event it starts in september and it runs through january of 2021 um they're telling a massive doctor who story across different media it's going to include the eighth doctor which is before our time both of us the ninth doctor yeah. so this is when they like restarted the the series about 15 years ago yeah. yeah uh the 10th doctor so david Tennant's doctor uh i think they're bringing rose as the companion back um but it's including books and comics and audio stuff um video games apps it's like this whole big thing they're doing to tell this 12-week story um the partners involved in this include like Penguin Random House, which is book publishing, Doctor Who Magazine, Titan Comics, um, Escape Hunt, which is a company that does like storytelling and gaming apps, uh, Big Finish Productions, which does like all the audio dramas. They do a lot of the, you know, they get the actors back in and have them read the lines and tell stories. Um, Eagle Moss Hero Collectors, which are like miniature, like die cast collectible figures. Um, immersive everywhere, which is kind of like these pop-up experiences, maze theory, which does VR stuff. Um, and of course, BBC books, BBC audio, not television or film in any way whatsoever, just, um, outside of television, outside of film, uh, just a big ass story they're going to try to tell with this. Um, so more information That's will be coming cool. out as we get closer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be something I don't yeah. really I don't really dig any of those on their own, but maybe if they're all working together to tell a big story, you know, maybe, maybe it'd be worth checking out. Yeah. I mean, the only one I'd heard of was, uh, like I've heard about the Dr. Who comics published by Titan. Right. But I've never, I've never checked those out. Yeah. I think I picked up a whole bunch once when they were like real cheap and like a humble bundle or something, but I, I don't even know that I've ever sat down and read through all those. So yeah, you'll yeah. find them for cheap because they're not worth anything. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's from professionals. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we we can't. We I don't ever see people buy Doctor Who comic books. They only buy like the popular item to buy is either a TARDIS or the screwdriver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
This summer, while we're talking comics, uh, IDW is releasing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. This, uh-huh. I'm so excited for this. This is a series of five oversized comics, and it is the first collaboration between the original Ninja Turtle creators, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, in over a quarter of a century. It's based on wow. it's based on a story that they had when they were originally doing the Turtles way back when. It's set in the future, and it follows the last surviving Turtle, which from all the preview work and all the art and everything they've released so far, we have no idea which Turtle that is. Um, it's not, you know, you don't have a colored bandana to tell you, you know, and the turtle in the, in the preview pages is carrying everybody's weapons and using all of them. So, um, but it's the last turtle left and he's on a quest to avenge, you know, his fallen families, you know, Splinter's dead, his brothers are dead. So it's one last turtle that's out for vengeance. Um, returning to a more... Yeah, it's more. It'll, it probably it's Raphael or, or it, Leonardo. It's gotta be one. It's okay. almost. I'm thinking it's almost gotta be Raphael, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it's set to return to the more dark and gritty feel of the original series. So this is not the Nickelodeon version of the Turtles that we've had for so long. Um, it, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It looks really interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, and this was this is all because. From my understanding, from toys that made us, this yes. is like that whole uh, whole thing that they wanted to collab again. They, yeah, yeah, because they they had that a big was, falling out together, basically. That, yeah, I was gonna bring up that episode of that because it talks about their falling out when Nickelodeon yep. wanted to buy them and all that shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a step so further. It's really cool. <laughs> Uh, last year at Planet Comic Con, I did a panel with Kevin Eastman, um, and so yeah, oh, shit. he was he was talking about the falling out and talking about how you know he was coming to terms with that as part of that because of the toys that made us and you know it required them to most of that if you watch that episode most of the time they're apart but then at the end it brings them back together and he was talking about how yeah. it was just amazing to be back together with his original partner and to have that energy again and that yeah that they would be working on something together in the near future um, we all kind of assumed it would be you know maybe part of the you know, either the 100 of the current ongoing series, we thought, well, maybe they're going to do a story in that or something, but no, apparently they're going to dig out this old script and, and clean it up and make a new, you know, the, the last turtle story, I guess is what they're going to do. They're going to kind of put the, their stamp, the book into the turtle story that they started telling, you know, 25 years ago or whatever it's been. So I think, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be, yeah. And plus, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody that knows, uh, but I mean, they don't do giant size. They haven't done giant size issues of anything in a long time. Not unless it's a one shot usually. But yeah, not. it's uh, yeah. they've been doing like giant size X-Men right. one shot recently, but other than that, no, they don't really do giant size anymore. They do yeah, annuals so. and those are always bigger too, but right. they're like thicker usually, size. but yeah. Yeah. So that'll be really cool. Yeah, this, this could so be is cool. It gonna be in, is it going to be in color or black and white? No, it's color. Yeah, okay. it'll probably be in color. Although they'll probably, if it sells really well, I'm sure they'll do reprints in black and white just so you can kind of, if you have the old originals, you know. Yeah, the throwback. Yeah. yeah, because it's, you know, they can sell the book twice that way too. So yeah, and if you're, a com- if you're a completionist like Dustin, You'll get it. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> well, I think the black and white version of it would be kind of cool, just a nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah, there's going to be people who are collectors who would definitely would get it twice. I'm sure if they, especially if they waited until, you know, do the make do, a, do the color run. Yeah, do the color run, and then on the second print, throw some more variant covers, and then third printing or so. You know, then you do a black and white or something. But and the big story of the week, the one we've been watching, the one that is kind of cracking me up. But I guess I pr- it probably shouldn't. But um, after Trolls World Tour came out and made a hundred million dollars in three weeks, um, and that's just on video. You know, you you download, you pay twenty bucks, you can watch it for like forty eight hours at home. Uh, made a hundred million dollars in three weeks. Uh, if you compare that, the original made a hundred and fifteen million in three weeks in theaters. So fairly comparable, you know, for a sequel. Um, wow. So they they open on video on demand due to the nationwide shutdown of movie theaters. So after that, Universal executive Jeff Shell told the Wall Street Journal, quote, the results of Trolls World Tour have exceeded our expectations and demonstrated the viability of day-and-date video-on-demand releases. As soon as theaters reopen, we expect to relieve, release movies on both formats, both in theaters and on demand. So, you know, changing the business model to meet the times, you know, well, AMC Theaters took exception to that statement, and they sent a letter to Universal stating that their chain would not be showing any Universal movies going forward. And you think, well, what does that mean? That's your entire Jurassic Park, Jurassic World series. That's the Fast and the Furious series. They're not going to show them in their theaters. The letter says, in part, that this affects any and all Universal movies, per se. goes into effect today, even though they're not open. And as our theaters yeah. and as our theaters do reopen, is not some hollow or ill-considered threat. Incidentally, this policy is not aimed solely at Universal, but it also extends to any movie maker who unilaterally abandons current windowing practices. Um, that is, of course, is saying that theaters get a release window before it goes on video on demand or to home video. Um, so AMC, let's talk about this. So Universal says, hey, this this worked. Uh, we'll probably do that again. AMC has 634 theaters in the U.S. and Canada, just over 1,000 theaters worldwide. In April, AMC theaters began working with bankruptcy lawyers. Uh-oh. The chain has laid off about 98.5% of its workforce during the shutdown, is being sued by landlords who own the theaters for rent and back payments, and carries about $4.9 billion, with a B, dollars in debt, and has stated that even though many states are allowing theaters to reopen, with the next new film on the release calendar being Christopher Nolan's Tenant on July 17th, which is two weeks after the traditionally busy 4th of July holiday, but there is no way they would open before mid-July. So we've got a theater chain that has an uphill battle before they can even think of opening almost two and a half months from now, sending a letter saying, when we open, which probably should be if we ever reopen, we won't be playing movies from studios that release any movies on day and date on any platform except in theaters. Um, Thoughts on that, fellas? <laughs> Boy, I've got a ton. Uh, I read this article yesterday. Uh, someone posted it in a Facebook group of mine, and I was telling Ariel about it. I, I was like, uh, "There's the first comment on it, which really I thought was hilarious. Was it was like it said something along the lines of, so Universal accidentally did market research 
to see whether they actually needed theaters to remain viable. <laughs> and then, and then afterwards, you know, or AMC stepped in and threw a bitch fit to prove that they definitely don't need theaters to remain viable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, and then refused to let them in theaters as if they hadn't just proved they don't need them at all. Right. So like, it's just a weird hill to die on for universe for, <laughs> for AMC. Yeah. I think but AMC. Said, I, mean, I, I think AMC just had to area. had to pick a hill to die on because they were dying, so they decided this would yeah. be a hill. <laughs> yeah, and I, also like being ready to go tits up and give the middle finger before you die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I and I told Ariel, I, for one, I don't know enough about the industry. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know if theaters buy the movies and then air them, or if movies pay theaters to show their movies. I don't know how it works. Uh, they. It's like a revenue sharing thing. Basically, they pay they pay f- to get the movie, and then there's like a percentage of ticket sales usually that go back to the studios. Okay, so. yeah, and and that's what I told her. I was like, I said like, honestly, it'd be. I mean, even if we go to the Alamo or something like that, we spend twenty bucks anyways, right? And then we're gonna spend about fifty bucks on food. I was like, if I can get every movie that comes out the day it comes out. Without having to find a babysitter, drive to the movie theater, pay twenty bucks, pay fifty bucks for food, and I can just sit at home and order pizza and watch it on a sixty-inch screen TV, I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I mean, there is a, a little bit of. I mean, it'd be a little sad not to go to movie theaters anymore. It, it's kind of nice to go to the Alamo or things every once in a while and treat yourself. Yeah, I well, think. That's what everybody- well, that's what everybody said about drive-in theaters. Right. Well, we seem to recover from that just fine. So it's just yeah. the next evolution, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah, think that's what that, I told my friend today. I think that for some movies, yeah, you want to see them on as big a screen as possible with a crowd, all that. But for you know, ninety-nine percent of the theater of the films that are released in a given year. I can watch them at home cheap. And a lot of times I do watch them at home. I just wait for the DVD or I wait till they're streaming or I wait till they're on HBO or something. So if I can, yeah, if I can spend less than I would spend, cause I've got a family of five, I'm not getting a movie. I'm, I'm not taking everybody to the theater for 20 bucks and that's just to get to them butts in seats. So if I can, yeah. you know, get a movie at home on the same day and I can watch it at home, I can pause it when I need to go to the bathroom or get something to drink. I can, you know, eat my own food, which is a hell of a lot cheaper. You know, it's, yeah it, it, yeah, it reminds me of the music industry when it went digital, you know, people that were selling records and CDs were like, you know, whatever they were, they were throwing a fit and, Oh my, you can't do this. How, how's this going to work? And you know, who, you know, now it's, it's kind of a boutique thing where, yeah, you, you buy the vinyl that you want to collect, but nobody buys the bulk of their music anyway other than digital and i think that it's going to be the same way with this yeah there'll be some theaters like the alamo where you're going more for the experience and all the extra shit they do than you necessarily are for the movie that will continue to be able to to stay in business probably but they'll have to you know really be strategic about it and change their business practices but you know i think i think i hate to say but i think comics are probably going the same way where you know there'll be a few titles that everybody will want you know, print and they'll collect and stuff. And I think, you know, it's possible that digital is going to digital. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot more convenient. It's, it's sure. Typically it's cheaper. It's, you know, well, for the last several years, I mean, we have a, I mean, we have a three bedroom house, but it's not a big three bedroom house. 
and I collect so much stuff that I got to the point where I, I sold all my DVDs, bought the few movies I wanted to own, I bought them digitally on Voodoo. All my music's been digital for several years. I started buying all my video games digital, so I didn't take up shelf space with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, comics is one of the last few physical things I collect, and even then, I I buy Marvel comics mostly, so I just download the digital comic and read it that way. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense to go digital, and I understand the resistance there, but it just it saves space, it saves time and effort for everyone. Um, it's just a good way to go. But I have a, I do have a question yeah. that you guys hopefully can answer. Um, my confusion with the trolls thing is, I mean, I noticed, and we've watched a couple of them, I've noticed over quarantine that there's been a lot of movies that did video on demand during quarantine. Right. Was it because was it just because Trolls was the first one that didn't have any theater time? I think what happened, as I understand it, you know, a lot of films were released, you know, like <laughs> like Bloodshot, Onward. Um, there's a lot of those that were released and only had a week maybe or two in theaters, and their numbers were just really bad, low because nobody actually went to the theaters on those weeks because everybody was worried about the Corona. Um, and then even, you know, even birds of prey had been out for a month at that point, And they were one of yeah. the first ones to release on digital. That uh, is like birds of prey, invisible man, invisible man. Yeah. yeah. They went out right out of the gate and were like, Hey, anything we can do to squeeze a little bit more money out of these before everybody forgets about them, we're going to do it. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, trolls world tour was the first one that, had a release date during the shutdown, you know, that six week period and decided, fuck it. <laughs> Most of them had release dates there and moved them back. Um, but they said, you know what, we're just going to put it out on, we're just going to put it on video on demand, you know, because it's, you know, it, it, for them, it's for universal, a hundred million dollars trolls movie is yeah. like nothing you know, they'll make that the first three nights of, you know, the next Fast and Furious movie. So they're not, they weren't concerned about the money piece of it. For them to get that much back, it's just proved that, yeah, a lot of people, if you give them the option, would love to stay at home and just watch that shit on the day it comes out. Yeah, I mean, we contributed to that. We watched Trolls World, World Tour the first week and I had my daughter, so. How was it? Um, It's super enjoyable. The first one was enjoyable, too. Um, I have one beef because Rock has been my favorite genre for my whole life. Yeah. And they, they segment the trolls, like, cause in the first one, you only know the trolls that are in that movie. Right. And this one, they bring up the fact that there's different types of trolls. There's rock trolls. There's funk trolls. There's uh country, country. trolls. Yeah. There's pop trolls. And the, obviously the ones from the original movie are the pop trolls. Um, but the rock trolls, are the bad guys. And that pissed me right off. Well, you kind of uh, figure it's going to be that way. <laughs> I mean, well, it's got yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's got a good message as far as uh, like as far as the whole like unity and getting along and appreciating other people's mediums. Like it has a good message that way, and it kind of has a funny little jab at pop music in there that I won't spoil, but <laughs> nice. it's 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 super accurate. Um, <laughs> I think it was all in all, it was it was a well put together movie. Very cool, and they deserve their hundred million dollars. All right. In other news, uh, I know we've talked about it amongst ourselves when we're not recording. Um, this shelter in home thing is getting the best of some of us, including the folks involved in these few stories here. First up, we got Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We're going to start with Florida, man. A Florida judge has one request. 
for attorneys showing up to court hearings via Zoom, get out of bed, and put on some clothes. Broward Circuit Judge Dennis Bailey made the plea in a letter published by the Western Bar Association. News outlets reported, quote, it's remarkable how many attorneys, and he put that in all caps, appear inappropriately on camera, Bailey said in the letter. One male lawyer appeared shirtless, and one female attorney appeared still in bed, still under the covers. <laughs> I wonder. I, I would have preferred. I would have preferred. I would have preferred they swapped that. Had the female lawyer shirtless and the male attorney still in bed under the covers, but that would have made bigger assume news. They thought it was an audio call, right? Not a video call. I guess. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Or but they just. Also, Bailey isn't making any exceptions for lawyers lounging in the Florida sunshine either. Quote, putting on a beach cover-up won't cover up that you're poolside in a bathing suit, he wrote. Since (laughs) Since courthouses shut down on March 16th to help slow the coronavirus pandemic, Broward County's judicial system has held about 1,200 Zoom meetings involving some 14,000 participants. Bailey, for one, said he won't hold a complicated trial over the video conferencing site given the technology's shortcomings. Quote, often lawyers are not looking at their screens, but down at their files, their outlines, and their notes are simply out the window and cannot see the judge hollering, stop, stop, because an objection has been made and the audio stays with the witness rather than obeying the judge, he said. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I guess there's some things you have to do trials for, but, yeah, I don't know that Zoom is the best platform for holding a because of of the right to still have a speedy trial uh you have to have arraignments you have to have uh you just have to go forward despite us being shut down and i would hate to be the dude to get the dwi and show up in his lawyer's shirtless (laughs) (laughs) or just wearing a suit from the waist up yeah right yeah (laughs) was that was it a news there was like a special reporter or something about here in 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 Springfield, the news guy, I can't, Ron Hurst. Oh well, yeah, that the weather guy. Well, that was different. He yeah. he got called in off the fucking off the riding lawnmower to come in because there's a tornado warning. That I can cut that a little bit of slack, but I think it was earlier this week. Uh, they like had a special correspondent doing a report on like Good Morning America or some shit, and the guy didn't oh, realize yeah. the angle of his camera, and everybody could, could see, see that he had yeah, everybody could see he had his you know suit and tie on from the top, and then he was wearing like beach shorts at the bottom and. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That's awesome. Next up, we're going to move up to Indian Trail, North Carolina. A miniature donkey named Mambo is getting some online love in North Carolina, where a farm is getting in on the idea of having animals spice up tedious virtual meetings during the coronavirus pandemic. Peace and Peas Farm will rent Mambo, the eight-year-old miniature donkey, and his friends to crash company conference calls. The Charlotte Observer reported, This camera-crowding donkey is a pesky little brother that doesn't let anyone relax too long, Francine Dunlap, Mambo's owner, said. Companies can choose other farm animals they want to invite as guests on their video calls. According to the Farm Animals Meeting Registration website, they include three horses, Hyrene, Zeus, and Eddie, along with some chickens and ducks. I think it would get some laughs, Dunlap said. Customers can reserve 10 minutes with the animals for $50. Holy shit. I need, I need to get my chickens in here. <laughs> yeah, clearly, I'm not doing this right. Dunlap said the co-workers can also choose a virtual meeting name for the farm animal. 
Since she created the website on Saturday, Dunlap said she's also gotten requests from teachers who want the animals to crash their virtual classrooms. I don't see that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Judge Bailey would take too kindly to a donkey, (laughs) a miniature donkey, crashing a courtroom Zoom meeting. You're out of order. I wonder if there's anybody like, yeah, so uh, it's $50 to be alone with that thing for 10 minutes. Am I understanding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is it, are yeah, we doing beginning of the story? Yeah, at the beginning of the story, I thought they meant they brought the donkey into someone that's having a call <laughs> and, it, and just let it into the room behind them on the screen. And then that I realized quickly. That, yeah, I realized quickly they meant that they just put them on camera for you in your call <laughs> what was what was like, the name of the uh the donkey act in uh clerks too i forget what it was tammy uh, kinky Ke- T- kinky T- kelly T- and the sexy stud yes that's what it was <laughs> kinky kelly and the sexy stud yeah 50 50 for 10 minutes and finally going back down to florida we start with florida we end with florida a florida construction worker called in a bomb threat to a water treatment facility to get a day off work authorities said Richard Hamilton, 36, was arrested Thursday and charged with making a bomb threat, the Palm Beach Post reported. More than 20 people yeah, more than twenty people evacuated Wellington's water treatment plant shortly after the threatening 911 call around 7 a.m. Thursday, according to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. Hamilton had been working with a construction crew at the facility and later told deputies that he made the threat because he was having a bad day and didn't want to work. He's going to have a few more bad days. I have a feeling. Oh my lord! The sheriff's That's a wonder, wonderful excuse. Yeah, the sheriff's bomb squad, a bomb dog, and drones searched Hamilton's vehicle as well as the surrounding area and found no evidence of a bomb. The sheriff's office said Wellington's water service was not affected. Village officials said Hamilton was being held on a ten thousand dollar bond. Jail records didn't list an attorney. Hopefully, his attorney will be fully clothed when they do eventually take his case. So his be Try that again, Mambo. Yeah, Mambo will be his uh, lawyer, his court-appointed attorney. I have to say, it's fun to hear how this would play out in real life because that's been my go-to joke for years. When someone <laughs> texts me and be like, how, "How's work going?" I'd be like, "Oh, it sucks." Will you call in a bomb threat for me? Yeah, like that's just been my go-to joke. And so what? now I've seen someone do it for real. That's insane. <laughs> so now you're gonna have to follow that's this not- story. <laughs> yeah. And this part- this guy has no idea that he's now a domestic terrorist. So he's got all this time. He's going to have like a $50,000 fine for the drones and everything else. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> In hey. some areas, he's guaranteed time. Yeah, he was he was having a bad day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it definitely didn't get any better by doing that. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm making a bad day a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Link to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. This week's pop quiz, we partnered with Fanatics and the Fan. Hi, Hawk. How are you? <laughs> to host a cast party, and we asked you what we should watch, what cast is. So here's how this works. Cast is a free to download. You can put it on your computer. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on your tablet, whatever. It's free to download. It's free to use. It's free to join. What it is is we set up a room, 
and we stream whatever we want to stream. If it's television, movies, music, whatever, we stream it. You join the room. You can see what we can see. So it's a little bit like the Netflix sync or whatever it is that folks are using now. But it, it's whatever we want to watch. We throw it up there. You can type chat messages and chat with folks. Or we can give you permission to speak like we will be. And so we can talk as we're watching these movies. It's kind of a way to stay connected as we're all still kind of social distancing. Um, so we asked, <laughs> Dustin, I'm getting feedback. We asked, which Marvel or Marvel-adjacent film uh, would you, should we watch? And we were kind of asking, which is the worst? Um, and so we're going to sit down, uh, and actually we're going to, we're going to watch that right after we're done recording this, so we kind of kind of got to move and wrap this up a little bit. Uh, but we asked, which film should we watch? Here were the results. Tied for third place, each having 14% of the vote, was Thor The Dark World. We figured that's the, the worst of the Thor movies. And 2005's Fantastic Four. That's the one with Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. That was tied for third place. It's pretty bad. It's a turd. Not turdy enough. In second place, with 22% of the vote, was Spider-Man 3. That's the Tobey Maguire and Venom, and it's pretty bad. Sandman and Hobgoblin. Just because I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, that wasn't the worst. The worst of the four that we could find, and I'm kind of excited because this is so bad it can be fun. In first place, with 50% of the vote, was X-Men Origins Wolverine. So when we're finished here, we are going to fire up the cast. We're going to get X-Men Origins Wolverine going, and we are going to sit and watch it and talk and laugh and make fun of and have a good time. Um, I feel like we kind of are prepared for this. Uh, Dakota and I, last week, uh, we were watching it. We were watching some pretty shitty horror movies just to kind of get break it in a little bit. So it's been a lot of fun. We're going to have fun with this. Thanks to everyone who voted and commented. You can check out our social media, uh, how to reach us by email, our hotline number, more popgoestheculture.com. You want to follow us on social media because we are going to do another pop quiz for this week. And you never know, we might throw out another, uh, another poll to find out what you guys want to cast and watch along with us. That's only one part of our plan for May and for the rest of this summer. We're going to break it down. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. We're going to break down a few things, what's going on this day in history, what we've got planned uh, for the month of May and into the summer. We'll be right back right after this. This weekend in pop culture history, May 1st. 1983, V, the miniseries, began broadcasting on NBC. Kenny and Hawk are the only yeah. two that would be old enough to remember this. Did you guys watch V, the miniseries, back in 1983? Every time. You throw me under the bus like that, old man. Well, I mean, we we are of a certain age. I remember watching V. I remember I've actually I've got it on DVD now. I'm, we, maybe we'll cast V one of these days. That was fun. We'd take like an entire weekend. What I, what I know of it. And and I've talked about it on Fanatics a couple of times. He was a game changer for for television and nerds. Yeah, uh, what they did the first miniseries it was a uh, it was different, man. It was they had never done anything like that before. Well, they went all in. <laughs> they they said here this is a Nazi story, and we're going all in and showing you how bad those fuckers were. Um. So yeah, we may have to check that of course, out sometime. Remake tanked. Yeah, well, that's because it was no good. They they got away from what made the original so good. Yeah. 
May 1st, 1989, Disney MGM Studios opened at Walt Disney World near Orlando, Florida. May oh, f- did they have on their shirts? What year was that? 1989. That's when Disney World opened? Nope, that's when the MGM Studios opened at Walt Disney World. Oh, okay. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> no, no. I thought it was way older. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it is. It's older than that. Uh, <laughs> okay. May 1st, 1999. I think we got a few folks that may remember this. SpongeBob SquarePants premiered on Woo! Nickelodeon right after the 1999 Kids Choice Awards. That was like one of my go-to um, shows. I was going to ask if anybody here was a SpongeBob fan. I was yes. not an early adopter of SpongeBob. Where are you now? Even as a kid, I was like, this is some childish shit. And <laughs> then I got older and I was like, honestly, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Oh, it, de- it definitely is childish, but I mean, and then 99 now is eight years old, so what can you go wrong at eight years old? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, see, I started watching it a little bit in 2002 because Odin was old enough to kind of like cartoons. And I was like, oh, God, this is stupid shit. I ain't let him watch this. <laughs> and then later on, I was like, oh, well, it is actually pretty funny, but I don't know why I didn't like it. Because it was some stupid shit. <laughs> that, that's how I felt. I thought it was dumb as shit, and then eventually I just kind of liked it for some reason. Yeah, my. I think uh, they just wear you down. My parents yeah. went and initially let me watch it because he was running around him as where. Yeah, there was wow. a, yeah any any cartoon that's popular. There's always controversy and shit. People don't <laughs> yeah, let your kids like, watch this. Sponge. Yeah. May second. <laughs> May second, nineteen eighty-two. The Weather Channel began broadcasting in the U.S. Happy birthday to the Weather Channel. May second, yeah. 2008, Iron Man was released in theaters, kicking off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's crazy to think, 12 years ago, Saturday, Iron Man was released in theaters. Wow. Changed the world. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I distinctly remember seeing that in theaters. It yep. was awesome. And finally, May 3rd, 1991, the final episode of Dallas was broadcast on CBS. The series, of course, was resurrected 21 years later on TNT, and it, too, tanked. Because, again, if you get too far away from what made the original so good, it, you, you, nobody will watch it. Exactly. Yep. I've, I've got one more for you, Joey. Yeah, what's up? Uh, May 6th, 1991. We're not to May 6th yet. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just to skip forward a couple of days. Right. Uh, May 6th, 1991, a beautiful baby boy was born in Berryville, Arkansas, named Dakota Hetz. Oh, yeah? And everyone just loved him for years. Dakota, this was different Dakota. Dakota <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Dakota Bryant Hetz. <laughs> what, what a coincidence. I know a guy named Dakota. That day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is completely unrelated to the show. I just <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Well, happy birthday. All Thanks. right. Uh, birthdays this weekend, not Dakota's. Friday, <laughs> May the 1st, director John Woo turns 74 years old. Ray, Ooh. Ray Parker <laughs> Jr. of Ghostbusters fame turns 66 oh. years old. You going to call. Ray Parker Jr. Wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. Singer <laughs> Tim McGraw. Yeah, well, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just thinking more like I'm in love with the other woman. I love that song of his. That's such a great song. Yeah. Singer Tim McGraw turns 53 years old. Director really? Wes Anderson turns 51 years old. 
Saturday, May the 2nd, Christine Baranski turns 68 years old and Dwayne The Rock Johnson turns 48 years old on Saturday, May the 2nd. Happy birthday to The Rock. Sunday. This isn't like somebody turning the same age you are and they're like a thousand times more successful. Yeah, well, you know, that happens. <laughs> it's worse when you're 28 and that happens. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's worse when you're 40s. Yeah, man. I think the number yeah. thousand times more successful is an underrating. <laughs> Probably so. If you yeah. just go by bank accounts, yeah. <laughs> Sunday, May the third, is National Paranormal Day. Paranormal, of course, is the term describes occurrences that can't be explained by ordinary scientific measures. I have no idea why this is Sunday, May the third. Feels like it should be an October thing, but it is I feel like it's it Sunday, be May the sixth. It should be something, yeah. but. Congratulations to everybody celebrating this week and a few days later when you're celebrating with Dakota. <laughs> so we talked about this May. Here's what's going on. We, I know we did an episode earlier this week. We had our Power Rangers episode came out on Wednesday. We wanted to go ahead and kind of get back into the flow of things. Um, we wanted to do an episode. It's Friday. It's May 1st. We normally throw out our weekly episodes on Fridays. We want to take this time to talk about what we got coming up because – if you're still stuck at home or if you're trying to get back to some kind of new normal and you're a little stir crazy or you find you've still got a little extra time on your hands that more so than you normally would uh, in a normal year, we want to let you know what all we've got going on because there are tons of things we're putting out there for you guys to do, to participate in, to watch, to listen to, to read along with. Here's what we got coming up. First of all, on our website, popgoestheculture.com, we're going to start putting out more regular content episode or, uh, posts articles that talk about you know here's what's on tv here's what to watch this week here are you know as things get back to normal here are the comic books that are going to be out this week because in the month of may we, we are going to get some new comic books um, we're still not going to get movies at the theaters we're still not having conventions and stuff but we're going to start slowly working ourselves back into uh, letting people know what's available you know here's new video games that are out here's some new books that are coming out new albums and stuff so start looking for more of that at popgoestheculture.com during the break during the isolation dakota's been busy putting together lists of our favorites in entertainment and pop culture um, so we're going to start putting out more of that kind of stuff as well. So again, popgoestheculture.com. Just kind of pop in every so often, maybe not every day. I mean, it's not like we're throwing a ton of shit out there, but you know, every you know, couple of days or so, just pop over there and see what's new, what's interesting. Uh, you may be surprised by what you find over at popgoestheculture.com. On social media, we're going to be posting our weekly pop quiz on Fridays. So again, look for the new pop quiz this week. Uh, we're going to throw up some polls for, you know, hey, what are we going to watch this week on cast? We're going to let you choose. Um, all that and more, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at PGTCU Podcast. During the month of April, we were highlighting and calling out some of our favorite podcasts and favorite podcasters on Twitter. Um, we were doing some different stuff on Facebook. We had a week of Hollywood Walk of Fame trivia, um, different stuff on Instagram. We threw out, you know, kind of shout outs to cosplayers of Instagram, some of our favorite cosplays, as well as, you know, just other artistic shit we find on Instagram. Uh, there's a photographer that takes amazing action figure photos. Um, so just different stuff. We're trying to throw more stuff out there that you might be interested in be sure to check those out um, again we talked about cast a little bit we are casting something on cast like 24 7 um, you can find a link to our cast channel on our website at popgoesculture.com in the mid-morning time we're doing it all 
kid-friendly, family-friendly stuff, Monday through Friday, um, around middle of the day, around lunchtime or so. Around lunchtime or so, we flip over to doing different fun and games type stuff. We're finding some older content that, that maybe you haven't seen in a while that's fun. Um, and then in the overnight hours, we're throwing up adult animation, anime stuff, uh, adult swim type stuff you might find. The big fun, though, is during the primetime hours, we're doing like pro wrestling five nights a week or more. Um, we've got network programming, so whatever the hot shows are, you can catch those on there with us. Last Friday was the season two premiere of The Last Drive-In. Uh, that's Friday nights. Uh, Dakota and I watched uh, the first half of last week's double feature uh, and just had an absolute fucking blast just because how that was so fun, yeah. <laughs> so cheesy and goofy it was. <laughs> Uh, Saturday morning cartoons on Saturdays, uh, Sundays we're doing, you know, it's kind of like a ladies night theme. Um, plus, you know, we've got, you know, the WWE pay-per-views and stuff, our poll winners. We're taking your suggestions and requests. If you're like, Hey, you know what? I'd love to watch this movie with my friends. Nobody has it. Could you, could you play that for us? And I'll bring my friends in and we'll just kind of raid your room. Uh, you know, we're doing that. We've got multiple channels, multiple videos going at different times. We've got instructions up there as far as like, hey, if you want to watch this one, you'll want to mute these other ones. Here's how to do this one. You can chat by typing back and forth. We can turn on the microphones and you can talk to each other. Whatever you want to do. Cast has been a lot of fun. We've, I've been kicking the tires on this like for the entire month of April um, and adding more stuff. So Cast has kind of it's kind of been my jam for the last you know month or so. We're going to be doing some video game live streaming on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer channels. I'm shooting for trying to make it a regular thing on like Tuesday evenings, like a scheduled thing, and then doing additional just like, hey, let's throw, let's let's jump in and play. Uh, Dusty, who's been on with us before, I think he's going to be on there uh, on Tuesday evenings for sure with me. Um, plus, our partners at Fanatics and the Fan are continuing to live stream on their Facebook page on Wednesdays, the Whedon Wednesday Watch Party, all the W's you can ask for uh, over on their Facebook page. Uh, that's at Fanatics and the Fan. Dakota is heading up and recording uh, on using Zoom, using this technology we're all getting used to. You guys are going to be running a D&D campaign on Monday nights throughout the month of May. What we're going to do is we're going to record a few of these throughout the month of May, and then we're going to premiere those, uh, the recorded video from these, uh, starting in June, June 1st, Monday, June 1st. So that's going to be a Monday night thing you'll be able to get a hold of and catch and check it out. Um, so just kind of wrapping all that up. That's a lot of stuff I just threw out there. We're talking D&D videos on Mondays, video game live streaming on Tuesdays, the Whedon Wednesday watch parties on Wednesday on the Fanatics and the Fan Facebook page, Thursday nights. We're not doing much because we're recording this podcast. Uh, you'll get new podcast episodes every Friday. Again, we are casting like 24-7, including, you know, like I said, Friday nights, the last drive-in. We've got wrestling content all week long. If you want to watch it, seriously, any weeknight, you can watch the wrestling feed on the cast, or you can watch whatever the other network programming is we have pulled up. And like I said, you can mix and match and mute it, or you can leave them all pulled up in one screen and just keep moving back and forth with your eyes, whatever you want to do. Um, like I said, we got the WWE's pay-per-view coming up in like a week and a half, 10 days. Um, and again, our poll winners by request, all that stuff. We're throwing stuff out there for you guys to be able to enjoy entertainment and pop culture as we try to get back to this new normal. Um, but don't 
think that if you've got an idea and you haven't heard us mention it, don't think it's because we thought it was a bad idea. It's probably because we just didn't think of it. We got so much stuff going on. So tell us what you would like to see and hear from us. Um, like I said, we've got the podcast, we've got a website, we've got social media, we've got live streaming, we've got the cast channel, we got video, YouTube stuff. What is it that you want? What can we bring to you? How can we serve you as we try to get back to something close to normal? Let us know. You can email us podcast at popgoestheculture.com. You can, of course, hit us up on social media, all that. Links to that. The schedule, we've got a schedule, a calendar on our website. You can go in and you can filter it. I just want to see what's on TV this week. Or I just want to know what new video games are coming out when. Or I just want to see what you guys are casting every day of the week. You can check all that out and more at popgoestheculture.com. Did I nail all that shit, guys? <laughs> or is there anything else I left out? I think you really nailed it. Yep. Yeah, we're trying, man. We're trying to throw stuff out there to keep people connected and having a good time. There's nothing more fun than watching a shitty movie and laughing and drinking and having a good time, which we're going to do shortly, which is why I'm kind of wrapping this up as quick as I can so we can get over to, uh, to X-Men Origins Wolverine. But before we do that, this week's pop quiz, what, we want to know, what in entertainment and pop culture are you most looking forward to once we return to something close to normal? Here are your choices. Number one, TV and streaming releases. You know, a lot of TV, they've, you know, I know The Walking Dead, their season finale, they're like, eh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, other shows have been like, you know, hey, we're going to have to cut off the season at episode 19 instead of episode 20 or 22 or whatever. Um, so TV and streaming has taken a bit of a hit. That's one option. Number two, movies in theaters. Are you looking forward to going back to the theater and watching a movie? Or do you want to watch more movies at home? Uh, number three, comics back on shelves, new comics coming out. Is that something you're looking forward to? Or number four, conventions and live events. Are you looking forward to going back to another con or a concert? Let us know. The pop quiz is up right now. You can find that on our social media accounts at PGTC Podcast. They're pinned right to the top of the page, so you cannot miss them. We will bring you the results of the pop quiz on next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Be sure to look for that next Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got to wrap it up. I apologize. We've got a ton of stuff we could talk about, but we're not going to because we got to get over to cast so we can watch X-Men Origins Wolverine. Join us on our cast channel. Again, link to all that, all of our social media and more at popgoestheculture.com. Anybody got anything left before we jump out of here and head over to cast? Uh, you can catch out check out goes the culture as well as Fanatics and Fan this weekend at VisionCon VisionCon is a virtual VisionCon uh, we did a great show with the guys from Pop Goes the Culture and Fanatics and the Fan uh, also Fanatics and the Fan will be premiering their installment for Sato 48 yeah you're doing that yes. like now right <laughs> yeah. actually I, we won't, we, we're not able to release them to the public we are viewing them ourselves. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I'm very excited to see you and and uh, Curtis and everybody and Matt and Steven. It was the most fun I could actually have without actually being within six feet of a human being. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, Dustin, Kenny, you guys got anything before we go? No. I don't think so. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up then for this week's Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Check us out on Cast. That's where we're headed right now. By the time you're listening to this, that part's over, but you can check us out on Cast 
like I said, 24-7. We're always hanging out doing something. We're going to be watching some last drive-in tomorrow night. At least I will be. Hopefully you'll join me as well. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Peace. Peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.